Welcome to Bayside's podcast. Our prayer is that this message will bring you some love, truth and life into all that you do. Do some whoop whoops. Awesome. It was a powerful morning in the house of God and I'm sure everyone would agree whether you uh, received something or whether you didn't, it was a very powerful morning. We were here till three quarter to three, making sure that everyone was prayed for and ministered to. And we, I, I have been getting texts non-stop or phone calls from people where something has happened. God has done something in your life, whether it's breakthrough, whether it's uh, freedom in something, whether it's a word that has reignited something that has been happening earlier in your years. But for some reason, you know, we sometimes lose sight of it and and. And amazing things things have been happening in the house. And uh, I just want to touch on that a little bit today and kind of give a bit of a backstory about what's been happening behind the scenes. And hopefully that'll put it into perspective as a wider congregation uh, and move us forward into the awesome things of God. Amen? Amen. I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm really excited, and I know that is a phrase that we say a lot here, I'm excited, and sometimes I think, well, really, are you? But I'm actually excited about the things of God. I'm excited what God is doing in the midst of His people. I'm excited about the stories that are coming back, the breakthrough, the miracles, and what He is doing, and I want to make the most of it as a follower of Christ. Now, our overall theme that we've been talking about at the moment is... Too good not to share, right? And so I'm not even going to touch on that today, but I might bring it in a little bit later. So this is, this is kind of um, a little bit of a heartfelt felt talk. So, um, and I've just noticed my... That's wild. Thank you, children. No. Um, all right. So, for the last few weeks, we've been talking about the Word and the works of Jesus and uh, how it is too good not to share. Um, And today, I'm going to share from the heart, which I've mentioned already, and I'm going to read out that corporate word again that Kimberly shared with us because that just is so pivotal to where we are at as a church and where we are going and what I feel God has put on our heart. So... um, Come on, Caleb, where's... So, right now... Yep, 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 yep. Okay. Do you know, can I tell you a story? So, yesterday I actually filmed this because... Thanks, thanks, Joe. Joe's taking a photo or filming. All right. (laughs) Yesterday I filmed this um, while I was sitting down because I thought, just in case I'm unwell, because Brookie is unwell today, just in case... This is a word that is burning in my spirit and I really want to share it with the church so they'll have to watch it on TV. And it came out so perfect. It came out so perfect. I watched it back and I'm like, Caleb, that's on the money. You know, let's just send the video and we'll watch the video and everyone will capture what you're saying. Because I know that when you're up here, it's very different. But who knows that, uh, you know, there is a season for everything. You know, quite often I will be up here and I'll talk about Ecclesiastes and I'll just say, hey, do you know that there is a season for everything? There is a season for singing. There is a season for dancing. There is a season for mourning even. There is a season for sadness. 
Um, well, right now, I believe we are in a season where we are moving forward in the good things of God. And we are seeing his works, tangible works within our house, within people that are next to us, with our, um, within our own lives. And I don't want it to end. And so right now, I feel like we are in a season where God is taking us into the unknown realm. An unknown realm spiritually where there is breakthrough. An unknown realm where there is freedom. An unknown realm where there is his goodness, where there is his healing. Because we are a people that have chosen to press in. Who knows, we can come to church every single week and, you know, we're we're just doing church, we're doing program, we're going with the flow, we're doing things normal. Well, we have decided to draw a line in the sand and we have chosen to trust. We've chosen to trust what he is doing. We have um, chosen to go out into deep waters and experience something that the common man doesn't get to experience. And so I want to encourage us today. I want to speak into that and really give legs to what he is doing for the future because I feel like it's going to be profound for so many. It's going to be one of those moments in church life where we look back upon where we're going to be like, remember when God was doing this. And even so at home, you know, like I was, I was praying over the last couple of days and I'm like, Lord, do something this weekend. Do something this weekend. God, can you move in the lives of people and he's like Caleb I am I am I'm already doing it open your eyes and look up arise and see what he is doing let's be a church that is stirred a church that is encouraged that a church that feels like we have the strength to step out of the boat A little bit about me is historically, uh, you know, there, there's, there's times I've talked about seasons and, and there was a time where I sat in church and the theme was like, we're going to press in today, we're going to reach for new levels, we're going to go further, we're going to break down walls, all this sort of stuff. And I was thinking, man, God, why does it always feel like we're trying to reach new heights all the time? Like, isn't there a time to just sit and hear the word and, and grow and... And, and you're just ministering to us through that. And there is a time for that. And we've had all, all of this year. We've, we've been hearing the Word of God. We've been growing. We've been listening. We've been enjoying it. And it's been stretching us. But now is the time for us to step out of the boat. And I came to realisation um, that uh, there's a time for an army to move. There's a time for an army to put their feet into action because God, what what God has been preparing you for is at the ready. And I don't want to be a church that's always sitting in a place of preparing. I want to be a church that's in a place of action as well. So we are at a point now where God is doing something in the spiritual realm. He is doing something so sweet. He is doing something so amazing. And I believe that that is too good not to share.
I want to be a church that hears the voice of God and responds. I want to be a person that hears the voice of God and responds. I want to be a church that listens to the season and that we are ready. Whatever it takes, God, I'm in. I'm here for it. I want to see lives changed. I want to experience the Acts-style church where your power falls down, where miracles happen, where the presence of God is thick and people are saved, not just in the hundreds but in the thousands. There is a time for program, but there's also a time to not follow the program. (laughs) And I feel like we're in that time where we need to allow God to do what he wants to do. Now, last week was a powerful time for many. And before I go into this and build on what God is doing in our place and give you a bit of the background, I'd love to invite Ellie up here, if I may. Now, Ellie shared something at music practice with the team and it was just so, it was like you turned a light on. I'm just kind of like, yes, that illuminates it. Let's, let's always consider this. So, For those of you who don't know me, my name's Ellie. I'm part of the music team. My husband and I have the pleasure of leading our amazing team. We're very, very blessed and fortunate to have such um, wonderful, grateful, dedicated family within this church. Um, Thursday night I shared with the team as an encouragement from what, um, from the momentum that we've been gathering over these past few weeks. I was talking to them about how I see and hear God and my, one of the best ways that I connect with God in my own quiet time is by journaling, by writing things down Um, And I've been using a devotional book that um, gives you prompts and gives you sort of a bit of a backstory and then then gives you some hands-on advice. And a few months ago, I did a devotion called Your Heart is a Garden. Um, The devotion and the subsequent journaling was really simple. Sit with God and ask him to show me, as if my heart were a garden, what is still under the ground waiting to burst forth, What is thriving in my life and what's taking up too much space in my garden? Three weeks ago, during the extended worship time when we threw out the program, I was prompted to revisit this devotion. And in the following week, God reminded me several times, very gently, to go back and to reread my musings from that day. The entire devotion was full of very helpful things But the part that really stood out to me was the last part regarding the things that take up too much space. God revealed to me that I have Salvation Jane or Patterson's curse in my garden and it has the capacity to suffocate and to stifle the good stuff. Why had God reminded me to revisit this devotion? I did some digging. I wanted to know what that weed represented for me and how I could remove it from my heart and my life. Salvation Jane is an invasive weed. It's important to note that is it is an introduced species. It is not 
native. Salvation Jane can be toxic and it is capable of killing some species of livestock. However, there is one animal that it does not affect. And this animal is in fact documented to be the simplest and most effective way of eradicating and protecting other livestock. This animal is a sheep. God was reminding me that foreign, invasive and toxic thoughts, feelings, emotions and situations are not of him. They are an introduced species that can be easily eradicated. The only defence and protection we need is super simple. All we need is lamb. <laughs> the lamb of God. Worship, prayer, God's word, spending time getting to know the Father's voice and allowing his wisdom to wash over us is the answer. It will always be the answer. Psalm 139 says, You are intimately aware of me, Lord. You read my heart like an open book. You have gone into my future. You prepare the way and kindness spares me from the harm of my past. Your understanding brings me wonder and strength. So if your heart is feeling clogged, be encouraged. Sit with God. Journal even if that works for you. Ask him to re reveal what for you is taking up too much space in your garden. super simple. God wants the best for us. Our first instinct needs to be to tap into God's wisdom, to ask for his perspective. Timothy 3.17 says, but the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and full of good fruit. Now, story time. Story time for you guys. So, a bit of a journey that God has been taking me on, uh, you know, extends back to the start of the year where I had this overwhelming revelation that our church just needs to be led. We just need to follow the Lamb. We need to follow what He wants. And that way, we will always be victorious. And the scripture that came up for me was Luke 12.30, where it says, Seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added to you. Now, largely in context, you read that, and that's talking about your life. That's talking to the individual. That's talking to each and every single one of us that calls us ourselves a Christ follower. It's saying, if you seek first the kingdom of God, you don't need to worry about the shirt on your back, because it will be looked after. It will be organized. It will be... It will, it will be worked out. And, but God was saying to me, that's the same in a church setting. If your church, if the church seeks first the kingdom of God, everything else will be added to you. If you seek me, you're going to see breakthrough. If you seek me, you're going to see freedom. If you seek me, you're going to experience life. If you seek me, there are going to be miracles that happen in the midst of my people. Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. I think about the time where Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane and he he's talking to God and he, and he says, Lord, I am willing, 
But if possible, take this cup away from me. And while I was at Glory and Grace Conference a a couple of weeks ago, I wrote these words. How willing are you? Question mark. Father, I am willing. Where does your willingness go to? It's one thing to say you're willing, but then it's another to actually put your feet into action and be willing. I speak of being led, but am I truly allowing him to lead? Or am I the one in the way of our people really touching the hem of his garment? I came to the conclusion that even though I wanted freedom within our services and I would like God to move in the services, that I was still the one in the way because program still trumped allowing him to do whatever he wanted to do. Because we all think we we know how it should look, right? But quite often when God steps in, it doesn't look like that at all. And then he took me to the, the picture of Martha and Mary, which I've shared a couple of weeks ago, where Jesus says to Mary, well, sorry, says to Martha that Mary is doing what is beneficial. And those words there, I'm kind of like, what do you mean beneficial? So Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus, but doing what was beneficial because the time that she spent with Jesus was way more valuable than doing all the things. All the stuff. All the stuff to tick off the boxes and make you feel like your house is clean. And so I want to be a church. I want to be a bunch of belie- believers, a people group that do what is beneficial and that is following the Lamb. Following his prompting, following his word, being prompted and then responding This was shortly then followed by a burden of prayer. And at the start of the year, I'd been praying that uh, God would bring someone along to run a prayer group. Guess what? That happened. Someone came along and they they had prayer on their heart. And I'm kind of like, this is awesome. Let's put some legs on that. Just a little side note. This Friday is the last one for the year. And then we're going to pick it up again next year. But a, a burden for prayer, how... Time spent with Jesus, at the feet of Jesus, conversing, listening, not just telling him our wants and needs, but listening is beneficial. And it's not just beneficial for now, but it's eternally beneficial. That God responds to our requests, that he knows what they are, above all else, that he wants intimacy and relationship. And that's what he desires with his people And then this takes us to the last three weeks. And if we look at it from a bird's eye view, we can actually uh, see that God is doing something special in our midst for us. And I want to encourage us that the temptation for program is, is that we will slip back into that. We'll continually want to slip back into that because it's comfortable. And there will be times where we do church but there will be times of outrageous outpourings as well where God is continuing to do stuff and build upon what he's doing. 
and I even look at it in the natural now, we are at the end of 2023 going into 2024. And the natural response for us is to be like, well, that was good, 2023. You know, I went through some trials. I've, I've come through. Uh, I'm just going to leave that year there. And I'm going to go into 2024 and he's going to do something new within my life. Well, I want to encourage us that let's build upon what he's doing in 2023 here and go through into the new year and add on to that. Add on to that. Now, I want to just share what Kimberly spoke over our church the last week as well. Um, was, did, did everyone hear that corporate word that she shared? And how many people want to hear it again? <laughs> you know what? You know God's doing something when the audio doesn't work quite right and you can't put up a podcast because it's too crackly or cuts out too often. So here we are. You are safe, you are set up, and you are secure. Luke 14, 23. And the master said to the servant, go out to the highways and hedges and compel people to come in, that my house may be filled. It's time for a big push. It's time to get out of your comfort zone. It's time to walk across the room it's time to stop for the one. It's time to speak what you know. It's time to be bold and not scared. And it's time to put Jesus first. As a church, it's time for us to put Jesus first. And when we get that Holy Spirit prompting, instead of being fearful and being like, okay, no, I'm just going to stay in the car right now, instead of chatting to that person there and seeing if they need help or whatever God's put on your heart, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open that door and I'm going to step out and I'm going to go and be obedient. You are safe, you are set up and you are secure. She saw a vision of a big top, of a big top going up like a tent, like a circus tent, round and huge with lines of rope attached to the tent pegs going out into the lawn. The tent was up and ready to go, ready to open. And I heard the Lord say that the tent is ready, the pegs are secure. You have been in a time of building and establishing, stabilizing, securing the tent, making sure the lines are tight, weight-bearing, and the pegs are in tight, and it will hold the structure. It is time to push open the doors wide and expect, expect the tent to hold. There are many here with stories untold ready to tell stories of conquering stories of resolve to succeed and to survive stories of not conceding defeat it is time that you told those stories i hear the lord say there is great value here and a richness of souls that he can use and there is no more time or necessity to recheck the lines and check they will hold I want to encourage you, church, bring people in. This is a safe space. This is a place where they can meet with God. In your individual lives, bring people in because you are a safe space. The lines will hold. They will meet with Jesus. And I want to 
just illuminate something else. So the reason why this word is so profound is because with, with, a, with a word, you kind of, you know, you take it on board, but you want to clarify it, right? You want to clarify it. Well, in New Zealand, when Brooke and I were there, we were actually out the front and uh, the pastors there were kind of like, you know, th- there was a time of ministry and they pray for people. And we're kind of like, yeah, no worries, all right, come on, let's do this. And, uh, you know, God, God moved, gave, gave a couple of words, all, all, all that sort of stuff. But then there was, a, there was a pastor there, he's the family's pastor, and he came up and he said, can I pray for you and Brooke? And he said this. He said, I see a picture of a circus tent. And I see a quickening, a quickening that there will not be enough room. There will not be enough room. Wild things will happen in his presence. And then he spoke of how what is birthed here, what is, what is happening in this space, the, the connection that people have to Jesus here will go down through the generations. There will be things here that will happen in the house of God because of the presence of God, because of the prompting of God that our children will talk about. Come on. Come on. Yeah, clap. Come on. Amen. I know... I'm, tr- I'm trying to, to share eloquently, you know, and, uh, and not just get excited and make it hypey, but this, this is profound. When a word like this is, is confirmed, okay, I'm listening. Are we listening, church? He saw big guide ropes going down like big ratchets. And uh, I just... I'm, I'm praying into that, you know, we're, we're all praying into that, we're kind of like, okay, God, all right, circus tent, let's think about circus, you know, you're sitting in the audience there, and uh, it's a show, right, everything is going on, there is joy, there is a lot of happiness, uh, there is magic tricks going on, or whatever, you've got clowns, you've got times when uh, the clown is sad, you've got times when you're fearful, because you're watching the trapeze artist <laughs> let go of the rope, fly up in the air and then come back down. It's got all the emotions. And I feel like we're going to feel all those emotions as we step out in obedience. So God has been ushering me personally and ushering us as a church to lead us into a deeper place of faith and trust in him. And that is something that moves me. Now, we've either got the choice to listen to that and be good stewards of what is said and step out towards that, or we can just leave the word and, and let, it, let it fizzle. I had a bit about what I was going to talk about people that received last week. I'm going to leave that now. Instead, I'm just going to sh- read the scripture in Matthew 14, 29, where Peter is called out into the deep waters. 
if you've got your Bibles, you can turn to it too. Matthew 14, 29. And he said, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. The Lord is saying, come. Come on, follow me. Let me lead you out into the water, into the depths where you're not trusting what you know, but you're instead stepping out in faith and doing more. I'm going to invite the music team up now. If that's all right. God is already doing stuff in our midst. And I want to continue to be open to that, open to what God is doing. And I want to encourage us as a church to continue to be open to that as well and allow God to continue what he's doing, to build upon what he's doing because it's pretty precious. And I definitely did share it way better in the video. But let it resonate with you this week. Let those words resonate. Maybe consider what a big top tent or a circus-style environment looks like to you. There's a little bit more that will be revealed uh, early next year, but I just want to encourage you that that is a word for our church. That is something for us to consider deeply. And you haven't heard the end of it yet. You haven't seen the end of it yet because God is doing a beautiful thing. Let's pray. Lord, we just want to be led by you. We want to continue to hear your word. We want to continue to be soft in our response and ready to go into battle for you, to step out of the boat and trust you that where you're leading us is beneficial. That we won't look at the, the waves that are crashing on around us that we won't even consider the weeds in our garden because you're already dealing with them. But instead, we will trust you wholeheartedly. We will be soft and ready for the prompting of the Holy Spirit for wherever you lead us. through their healing it 
is too good not to share. And because of their sharing, their openness to share the journey that you've taken them on, there will be results and people will come back to you. We call people that, are, that have been hurt in the past by the church, by people. We call them back into your house, God. Let's stand. Thanks for joining us. Remember, you can visit us at baysidechurch.org.au or listen to any more of our podcasts on your favourite listening app.